So as I was thinking about this Shabbat Shuvah, this Shabbat of uh, return, I um, thought of a remarkable trip that Nancy and I were blessed to take uh, on behalf of Temple Solel, the beginning of June, connected to our Torah scroll that we refer to as our Czech Torah scroll. Uh, Czech meaning the Czech Republic, a Torah scroll that was one of some 1,600 Torah scrolls that were ripped from synagogues in then Czechoslovakia by the Nazis, um, intended by Hitler and the Nazis to be placed with other Judaica ripped from synagogues, uh, to be placed in a museum of an extinct people in Prague. Um, after the war, and there's an amazing story of how these Torah scrolls were uh, discovered, actually taken and sent to Westminster Synagogue in London. Um, and as it was with the Nazis, um, they actually cataloged all of the Judaica, the Torah scrolls included, very, very carefully so that they could be traced back to the town and the synagogue from which they were taken. Um, out of these 1,600 scrolls, some 1,400 identified exactly where they came from. When I served a congregation in Chicago, um, their Czech scroll came from a town of Colleen, and it was part of the synagogues. Uh, every three years, the uh, members of the temple would go over to that community, established a very meaningful relationship um, our Torah scroll um, is referred to as an orphan scroll. There are about 200 of these 1,600 scrolls that were never traced back um, to the home from which they came, from the synagogue. And in doing some research, uh, we discovered that there are towns as well, synagogues, that are referred to as lost synagogues, who were never reconnected with their Torah scrolls. So what do I mean? First of all, most of the Jewish community in, the, uh, in then Czechoslovakia of the 80,000 Jews, most were killed in the Holocaust. There are some 4,000 Jews alive in Czech, the Czech Republic today, uh, but there still are communities uh, that were never reconnected with their Torah scroll, and in doing research with the, uh, the Czech scroll, the, the London, the Westminster Scroll Trust in London, um, we were given the name of a congregation that's considered a lost congregation that actually is a living community, and I'm going to tell their story today um, on this Shabbat Shuvah, uh, but we were connected a shidduch, as it were, for us to explore a relationship with this community. Um, so Nancy and I uh, began in Prague, and I start with I start with this slide. This is in Prague, um, in Vaclav Havel Square in Prague. Why do I start with this? Vaclav Havel, the, uh, the Czech playwright um, and the, uh, the moral voice for the resistance in then Czechoslovakia, 
to actually uh, turn Czechoslovakia from communism to a democracy, elected as the first president in 1989, and then continuing when the Czech Republic and Slovakia uh, divided two democracies. He was the president until uh, 2000 and maybe 2003, I believe. Uh, but, it's, but it was with Václav Havel that he immediately spoke out against anti-Semitism, was one of the first Central European leaders to go to Israel, uh, a founder in what's called the Friends of Israel initiative. So if it weren't for Václav Havel, uh, the Jewish community would not have been as comfortable to reconnect to their Jewish roots. This is, uh, Nancy and I are with the, uh, this, the director of the Jewish Museum in Prague, uh, Pavel, and I am drawing a blank on his last name. He was involved with Vaklel Havel in what's called the Velvet Revolution, was then appointed uh, to serve as a diplomat in Israel at the beginning of Vaklev Havel's uh, presidency and has for 25 years been the director of an extraordinary museum. It's called the Jewish Museum in Prague. And his mother, a Holocaust survivor, the furniture in his office in Prague. Who has been to Prague and to the Jewish Museum in Prague? Um, if you've been to Prague, you've been to the Jewish Museum and the Jewish Quarter. Uh, the furniture in his office uh, furniture that was also taken from Jewish homes by the Nazis, and some of that furniture is now in his office in the Jewish Museum in Prague. An exceptional man. Um, this is the, um, I just had to tell you the story about the Alton Shul. It is the old new shul, um, and known for a story of the golem. The golem is, as the myth goes, Rabbi Jacob Lowe, 16th century, uh, Jews being persecuted uh, at, in the top of the synagogue, um, go up that ladder, go into the attic. Uh, Rabbi Jacob Lowe, as the, as the myth has it, uh, gathering dust from the floor of that attic in the synagogue, um, made an incantation, blowed breath into what became the golem. Um, actually, a, arguably the first superhero. The first superhero was created to defend the Jewish people. Um, and uh, first of all, you may be wondering, um, where do I get a golem? Well, you get a golem on, the, uh, on this street, uh, right in the Jewish quarter. Um, I have one uh, with me tonight. I actually have it on my desk. Um, and just in case somebody's not being really kind to me, I just put the golem right out in center. Uh, but I do bring these back. Todd, I believe you've got a golem. Uh, I gave you a golem. Um, and, um, and this is outside the, uh, the Pinsker Synagogue. There are some four synagogues in the Jewish quarter. Uh, the Pinsker Synagogue, that is a memorial, and it talks about the 80,000 uh, innocent men, women, and children uh, who perished, uh, some 153 
Jewish communities in Moravia and Bohemia uh, that made up uh, the Czech Republic. And, um, and in the synagogue, and you of course can't read those names, um, but the walls are um, with beautiful calligraphy uh, filled with names of those who lost their lives and, uh, and this is a uh, closer, closer look. I know that we've got um, Gottliebs in our congregation and that name uh, caught my attention. Um, and the Jewish cemetery uh, that actually has um, the grave of uh, a number of famous people, but Rabbi Jacob Lowe being one of them. Uh, so this is, um, so now, and I should have one of those little pointers, Todd, but I don't, this probably has such a thing. But at any rate, the building in the center, uh, middle center, um, was the synagogue in the community of Liberec. Um, it was an astounding, astounding, grand building, one of the central buildings in the third largest community in the Czech Republic. And this, that building was destroyed November 9th, 1938, Kristallnacht. That synagogue was destroyed. In the year 2000, um, you can see on the right, the Hebrew is uh, Kihila uh, Liberets, Liberets. So this is the town of Liberets, and I don't know how well you can see it, but where you see the uh, triangle looks like uh, half of a Star of David. Um, that actually is a new synagogue connected to a library, but together that is the footprint of where the old synagogue stood. Um, so the Jewish community, um, all these years later, in part thanks to Vaclav Havel, um, that made the case for, uh, for uh, restitution and for, that's not the word, when you, um, reparations, reparations. Uh, so the community um, helped to pay for the synagogue that is now this, the close picture, this wall is part of the synagogue connected to the library. And this is the front entrance. Um, it has a verse that goes around the building uh, from the book of Jonah. Uh, when Jonah is, Lehit Pelel Yonah El Adonai Elohav Mamai Ha Daga. That's Jonah, um, when you're in the belly of a whale, um, prayer comes pretty easily to you. And Jonah, in the belly of that whale, couldn't get much worse. Um, he prayed, and lo and behold, he got to continue the mission that God sent him on to begin with. But quite interesting that the synagogue chose this verse, um, their own rescue, uh, and being able to build this building. And this is just, uh, you can see the point of this uh, half a Magan David, a Jewish star. Uh, this is the community that greeted us, uh, the man holding a book, uh, Michal, the president of the congregation. And, uh, and this is a, uh, uh, a steps down uh, a ramp down into, that goes up to their sanctuary and down to their social hall. 
Um, so this man, uh, that you'll also see him, his name's Pavel Jelnik, uh, a, um, an entrepreneur. Uh, this was, Liberec was one of the textile centers of Central Europe, um, and he is, his business is equipment that makes textiles. Um, and um, Pavel, probably more than anybody else in the Jewish community, negotiated with the town and with the, uh, the communities around uh, for reparations for them to help pay for this synagogue. Um, this is, if you were to say what that looks like, uh, where Pavel is standing, it looks, if you've been to Israel, this looks like what? It looks like the Western Wall, and so it's meant to look like the Western Wall taken from foundation stones of the original temple that was destroyed on Kristallnacht. And you want to see a man whose posture is pride and survival. Uh, this man is a starker, uh, starker of a man. Uh, the only scroll that they, uh, that they did find um, is a burnt remnant of their Torah scroll. Um, and they have it obviously encased um, to never forget what happened. Um, and, um, and that is their only Torah scroll. That is their only Torah scroll. This is their sanctuary. Um, and all this, this, by the way, is a reform synagogue, is a reform synagogue. And um, on the right side of the chairs um, is where the men sit. And on the left side is where the women uh, sat. Nancy was thrown for a little bit of a loop uh, that we were in a reformed synagogue. Uh, but, uh, but amazing, amazing in this synagogue, um, I had the opportunity to give a sermon uh, just imagining how our community somehow came together. Uh, the sermon was uh, translated um, into, uh, into Czech and uh, and you can see the shape of this is the shape of this half of a, uh, of a Jewish star. Um, and then an oneg afterwards, and, the, and what, was most, what was most meaningful to this community, and everybody had a story uh, connected to the Holocaust, losing family, uh, reclaiming their Judaism. Um, there are 50 members of this congregation. Um, more Jews in libraries, uh, but still a hesitation to publicly be Jewish. Um, and it meant the world to them uh, to be able to have a connection that hopefully we will deepen between our communities. Uh, and this is the Jewish cemetery in libraries, and this is um, Pavel, Pavel the Starker. Uh, who um, has keys to go in, and he is also uh, responsible for what you'll uh, see in a moment. But he's taken us through, and you can see um, just by these graves, uh, this is a well-established Jewish community, and, um, and this is a beautifully restored Jewish cemetery. Uh, Nancy and Pavel leading the way and our translator Daniel are walking towards the Shoah Memorial Hall and now we're inside. So Pavel is reading um, the names of Jews from the 
then Czechoslovakia, uh, Moravia, and Bohemia that were murdered in the Holocaust um, in Jerusalem on parchment, parchment that is used to make a Torah scroll. A scribe, a sofer in Jerusalem, um, wrote every name uh, connected to every concentration camp from which these Jews were murdered. And so Pavel is reading this uh, to Nancy, showing her, and now putting it back in a box in the ground, um, and it is locked. And, um, and you can see around these, um, the, each of them are labeled, this being Auschwitz. Um, so each one of these um, is marked where the concentration camp is. Uh, within the, uh, you can see the little knob coming up, lift that out, there's a key that, uh, uh, where you can take out the scroll and read the names. Um, and the lighting is designed for light to go uh, from the ground to the sky, and the middle light um, is facing Jerusalem. The middle light, the light of blue, representing the state of Israel. So within this uh, memorial for Shoah um, is the, the life of the Jewish people. Um, and, uh, and this is, you can just see, uh, the uh, just remarkable architecture. Uh, this building uh, was built, so this was all within the last 15 years. Um, and, uh, and Pavel and this community are so proud uh, of, what, of what they've done. That's Pavel has locked the doors. He's got the keys. Uh, and, um, and Nancy and I are... Um, this is the train station, and I have to say that um, chilling for me to uh, arrive uh, on a train to Liberec and to think about um, those Jews in that community uh, who on a train going the other way uh, were never seen again. Uh, and, um, and, the, uh, and the return story uh, the Shuva story uh, that I think is quite remarkable, and I'm going to end with, um, with this picture of this man. Um, this is David Maxa. David Maxa was just ordained uh, at the Leo Beck School in Berlin. Um, he is the first rabbi to be ordained and to serve a synagogue in the Czech Republic since before World War II. So this man, and this is who I was talking to to plan my trip. He wasn't actually in Liberec. He was just finishing his last year in the seminary. Uh, so we met him in Berlin. And, uh, and this young man whose own story uh, returned to Judaism, going to a seminary, uh, and having the opportunity uh, to talk to this congregation in Paradise Valley, Arizona, and to think about what we could do to, to have a connection with one another. Um, so here's the irony of, um, of our Torah scroll and the scroll that you saw encased, a remnant of a scroll. Um, our orphan scroll um, is, first of all, is not ours to give back. It actually 
um, is our scroll to be used here. Uh, and the scroll that they have in their ark, in their sanctuary, is on loan from the Jewish Museum in Prague. They have no Torah scroll of their own. Um, I am not 100% sure that what would be um, meaningful for them from our community um, is to help them have their own Torah scroll. Uh, but I know that there are ways for us to uh, reclaim uh, a piece of our own Jewish identity by a relationship with this community uh, and by talking to them. And we've just begun a conversation uh, to think about how we can help sustain one another. And as I uh, was in that sanctuary, uh, somehow how this rabbi from Phoenix, Arizona is giving a sermon in their rebuilt synagogue in 2019 uh, was a return. Um, I did not even know uh, was something on my journey and the impact that it's had on me and what they expressed for them to have a connection uh, with a vibrant reformed Jewish community uh, halfway around the world from them uh, is uh, nothing less than uh, a miracle in our own day and wanted to uh, to tell this story, I've only given bits and pieces since Nancy and I came back, and it just felt like on this Shabbat Shuvah, uh, this Shabbat of return, that this is a uh, powerful, powerful story of return that we will see where it leads from here. <laughs> 